faith friend you are tuned into the facts faith and feelings podcast i am your host amika coleman founder and ceo of strands of faith a faith-based hair and beauty lifestyle brand i'm a mom a wife a serial entrepreneur and a self-proclaimed joy pusher in this podcast i'll be sharing with you stories about my faith journey entrepreneur journey healing from past hurts and pains the journey to finding my purpose, and the evolution of my mental health from a Christian perspective. My hope is that you can relate and also find your healing, purpose, and continuous joy as you travel down your own road ahead. This is a safe space. No judgment, no harsh criticisms. We are faith friends. So just sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Hello, hello, faith friends. I hope you are having a wonderful day today. I hope you're doing well on this beautiful day. So with this episode, you are in for a treat. I will be discussing bits and pieces of entrepreneurship and life in general. Are you ready? But first I must ask, are you a carbon copy? Did that question just throw you for a loop? Y'all, y'all know I'm all about facts, so let's de- let's define what it means to be a carbon copy. Dictionary.com defines it as a near or exact duplicate of a given person or thing. Or, as Urban Dictionary would put it, a carbon copy is a person that has no personality and tries to emulate yours exactly. So, are you a carbon copy? If so, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It really just depends on the situation. I would like to think that it could go both ways. For example, have you ever heard someone say to your kid, man, he's a direct replica of you. He is your shadow. I know I can say that this is the case for my son, Isaiah. He is every bit of Dan's shadow. Every time you look around, he is clung to his hip as if he's his third leg. I'd be like, dang, can I get that same type of love? (laughs) You know I birth you, right? But in this case, Isaiah will be a carbon copy of Dan as he tries to mimic and do exactly everything that he does. This is why modeling is very important, but that's a topic for another day. In this episode specifically, I will be talking about what to do if you are if you are accused of being a copy, how to not be a copy, and ways to overcome the fear of getting started due to the thoughts of people thinking that you are copying. So y'all know that I try to be as vulnerable open and transparent as I could possibly be. And to do so means, you know, sharing bits and pieces of my own personal journey. It's tough at times to put myself out there and, you know, to open up to you guys, but I strongly believe that part of my purpose is to help and guide others and allow them to use my struggles and things that I have overcome to help fuel their own. So let's get into it. By now, I am pretty sure that most of you know that I am an entrepreneur. My first project getting into entrepreneurship was Strands of Faith, and this is my hair and beauty brand. Y'all, can I just say that entrepreneurship is absolutely amazing, but (laughs) it is not to come without its ups and downs. And for me, one of these notable downs, or shall I say lessons, was being accused of being a copy. Now, to my knowledge, out of my 34 years of living, I have only been accused of being a copy twice, both indirectly. And as you can imagine, if you know me, like truly know me, you would know that I was crushed. You hear me? 
crushed. (laughs) And for many reasons, number one being, there isn't an ounce of anything within me that looks to others to directly bite off their ideas or, you know, whatever they have going on. Number two, I take great internal effort to not appear as a copy and even going as far as asking for permission for certain things. (laughs) Something I had to learn to stop doing, but more on that later. So I won't go into great detail about my situation, but instead I will focus on the positives and my thought processes behind the way, you know, that I move and think. So being accused of something is never a good feeling, especially when what you're being accused of is the opposite of your intention. For me personally, I take great pride in my creativity and in the ways that God has graced me to be innovative in my own right. So with this, I never feel that I have to look to the next person to bite off of what they have going on. Now, don't get me wrong. I do get inspired, but I don't copy. There is a difference. And being a carbon, being a carbon copy is not in my DNA. And not who God called me to be or made me to be. And, you know, the same goes for you as well. So let's talk about two different things and two different kinds of people. Those who actually copy and those who think someone is copying them. And then inspiration versus copying. So inspiration means to excite, encourage, or breathe life. And again, copy means to be a near or exact duplicate of a person or thing. So to start, we are all inspired by something or somebody, or at least we should be. But in doing so, we should strive to make whatever inspiration received to be our own. When it comes to this topic, I believe that there are two types of mindsets, a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. A scarcity mindset is those people who think, you know, that someone is out to get them with every little thing they do. They think the next person is watching their every move and waiting to pounce on them. And then, you know, when someone else does something even slightly remotely close to what may be similar to them, you know, then they automatically accuse the person of copying. These type of people, I would like to think, do this through projection. They have likely copied others, and now they think that people are out to do the same to them. Or they think that the money pot is so small That if someone else does something even remotely close to what they're doing, then it's taking food off of their plate. Listen, if this was truly the case, then why is there a KFC when we have Popeyes? Why is there a McDonald's when we have Burger King? You get the picture. Like, these places basically sell the same foods, but you know what the difference is? Their target markets. Their brand messaging the taste of their food. Me personally, if I had to choose, I prefer Popeye's and McDonald's over KFC and Burger King. However, I will still eat at the others occasionally as well. So basically what it boils down to is preference. So where would these fast food places be if they decided not to build their businesses for fear of the other restaurants saying that they were copying? Last I checked, people still eat at all four places. So basically, said that to say, for the people who constantly think that someone is out to get them or think that someone is copying their every move, get over yourself. That is basically your ego talking. Now, an abundance mindset is the type of people who I strive to be around. People who don't automatically assume that when you come up with your next idea that you copy theirs. 
And, you know, see, this is where I'm different. I believe that there is enough bread to go around for everyone who is willing to put in the work and show up to the table to eat. With my brand, some would like to believe that I am in a saturated market. True enough, you know, there are a ton of hair care brands that have arrived on the scene in the last few years. And honestly, that's a great thing. But at no given point do I become upset because someone else is entering the same space as me. Why? Because God has graced me to be exactly where I am and no one else can compete with that. And likewise with them. This is why many people in my same industry can tell you that I don't mind helping them out and providing tips or advice. I will jump in your inbox in a minute to give advice on processes, on how you can improve or or whatever. Uh, One question that I received a lot when I post my product filling machine was where did I purchase it from? And guess what? I freely shared the information. It took absolutely nothing away from me to, to do so. Now, there is a difference. There's a difference in just coming to someone thinking you can get all of their secrets. You know, me personally, I am more drawn to help those who I see that are already out there putting in the work for themselves. Not so much the ones who jump in the inbox asking for, you know, exact formulas, vendors, etc. When it's clear that they haven't done an ounce of initial research for themselves. It don't quite work like that. You know, you have to put in the work at some point. This episode is brought to you by Strands of Faith. Take your hair care routine to the next level with quality products made in small batches and guaranteed to increase your moisture levels and the retention of your length. Healthy hair like never before. Save 10% on your next order. Visit www.strandsoffaith.com. Use code FFF10 during checkout. Quality products, quality service, you deserve the best. But here's the thing. The real secret sauce is in your infrastructure. And unless someone have your exact unique mindset or they are on your staff and see all of the inner workings of your empire, then there's really no way that someone can copy you. And even if they did, they wouldn't be graced to do it like you, period. So we have to get over this mentality that everyone is out to get us. Granted, don't get me wrong, there are people out there who do actually copy, who doesn't have a creative or innovative bone in their body. And, you know, they just sit back and watch so that they can implement your ideas. But call me naive, I just don't think that there are that many people out there who fall in this particular category as, you know, people would make you believe. So jumping ahead... If you are desiring to start your business, let me give you a few tips on how to stay in your lane and still rock it. Don't copy, period. If you do, you won't get far. Instead, ask God to grace you with the vision needed to reach your destiny. Also, when you copy something blindly, you will likely be copying yourself off of a cliff. Let me explain. For instance, I built my business from scratch, basically bootstrapped it. So it would be very unwise for me to mimic a beauty giant like, say, Shea Moisture. In this season, I can't even compete. I ain't even trying to. (laughs) The way my cash flow is set up is a drop in a bucket compared to theirs. So it would be very risky and unwise for me to try to piece together their strategy from surface level. Why even try? 
So just stay in your lane and in due season, allow God to elevate you in his own perfect timing. To go a little further, do you and have confidence in that. One mistake I made was, you know, trying to go to great levels to prove to others that I wasn't a copy. I recall a few instances where someone inspired me on something that I wanted to do. And instead of implementing said thing, I jumped in their inbox and voiced my concerns. Something along the lines of, hey, you have inspired me to blah, blah, blah. Would you consider it copying if I put my own spin to it? Granted, this was just an overly nice and people-pleasing person in me because honestly, I didn't even owe them that. These were basic ideas that others would have implemented with no problems. I guess I said that to say, trust your own intuition. If you desire to do something and you know without a shadow of a doubt that your intentions aren't to mimic someone else in a negative manner, then go for it. Me going out of my way to appease others was killing me mentally because I soon realized that no matter what you do or what caution you take, people will never be satisfied. So you have to do what you know in your heart to be true, what's true to you, and what allows you to fall asleep at night with a peaceful heart. And at the end of the day, When you have done these things and people still have a desire to label you as something that you aren't, then you just have to know that it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. The end. So what do you do when someone copies you? First off, if someone is truly copying, you should send a cease and desist with the quickness. Me personally, I don't play when it comes to intellectual property. I have three trademarks and counting for this very reason. So in other words, if you believe that you have something in which your feelings will be hurt, if someone was to knock it off, then it is a very good idea to invest in your IP. Protect yourself. Other than that, take it with a grain of salt. No one can copy you for real because no one is graced to do it like you do it, boo. And again, a bit further, there are levels to this. Consider this. No one can copy or steal your target audience. We talked about infrastructure, but what about your audiences? Again, I will use my brand as an example. What I'm doing with Strands of Faith, I haven't seen it done before. And I don't mean on the surface level, because on the surface level, everything appears the same. Strands of Faith market isn't the same as insert your favorite hair brand. I can guarantee you that it's totally different. On the surface, things may appear to overlap, but at the core, the makeup is very different. It's kind of like plantains and bananas. They are similar on the surface, but different at the core. And this doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means that they just appease to different taste buds. You've probably heard of the saying, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. But I'm going to take it a step further and say, People buy from people they know, like, trust, and who are relatable. Meaning, strands of faith won't appeal to everybody, but it will likely appeal to those who find the brand relatable. Does that make sense? I hope so. To further take this point home, recently I was considering creating an online course. So I started researching people who taught others how to do so. I came across three people who seemed very well versed at being able to teach the methods. One was a white lady one was a black lady, and the last one was a Hispanic lady. I further did a deep dive, and what I noticed outside of the obvious of their complexions was that their personalities and teaching styles were all different. However, 
the language and techniques used to hone in on their target audience was the same. Why do I mention this? Well, because I want you to see that there will always be someone out there doing something similar to what you do, but no one can do it like you do it. People may relate to these three women for a variety of different reasons. Maybe they want someone who looks like them. Maybe they relate to their personality. Maybe they are drawn to their life experiences. There are many reasons a person would be drawn to either of these ladies, but then, but in the end, they are all basically teaching the exact same thing. The only thing different is in how they package it. So I said that to again say, never be afraid to bring your passion to the forefront and offer your unique perspective, voice, and experiences. The world needs you. Now, what do you do when you're tempted to copy someone else yourself? Don't do it. Simple. To copy someone else moves means two things. Number one, you don't have faith and belief in yourself enough to know and believe that you are also capable of producing greatness. This is an untruth. Let me be the first to tell you that you do have the sauce. You do have greatness. My advice would be to take some time to go back to the drawing board and uncover all of the things that make you unique. Your life struggles, adversities, your wins, all of the above, and all the things that you bring to the table in a new and fresh light. Number two, when you copy others, they will always be a step ahead of you, which means that your ideas, your business, your everything will have a hard time at scaling and becoming all that it could be because you will constantly be waiting on their next move, you know, from the people who you're copying. So it's best to just stay in your lane and trust and believe that God is going to elevate you. So now let's transition into life application. The fact of the matter is that as long as you live, you will be inspired by others. Just don't copy. Copying will be knocking off someone's exact aesthetics and likelihood. And you don't want to go that route because then you could possibly be looking at copyright infringement, which is a very real thing. But the real lesson in this is to not let it scare you or deter you from pursuing your dreams and goals for fear of being labeled a copy. If you have a desire to become a minister, start a YouTube channel, open a bakery, start a podcast, or even start a beauty brand, then go for it. Let your reasons for starting be genuine, put in the work, stay true to your vision, and above all else, allow God to guide your footsteps. He knows the plans he has for you, which are plans to give you hope and a future. So he already gave you the go ahead. Now it's up to you to just walk in it. Facts. No one is graced to do what you do, how you do it. Faith. Trust that God has already made provision for your vision. Feelings. Get out of your feelings and get to work. The world is waiting on the delivery of your masterpiece. Tune in next week for episode number eight. What do you do when people lie on you? When people assassinate your character? Do you get even? Do you fight back? I would have the answer for you on next week, and it's only a one-word solution. Tune in and let's talk about it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe or share with a faith friend. Feel free to leave a comment to let me know your thoughts. Our faith rests on the fact that God loves us regardless of what our feelings may be saying at any given time. Always remember, God loves you. I love you. You are loved.